1: Technology accelerates both the good and the bad. Through the wise use of the tools of technology, gadgets, cognitive enhancers, and supplements, we may receive help to have more peace, love, and joy in our lives, which can steer us to create a better and more sustainable world. By what criteria can we discern which ones will enhance our lives and which ones should we avoid? Today we'll be looking at how to get in touch and turn on our own capacity for joy with our guest, Jonathan Robinson. Jonathan Robinson is a psychotherapist, workshop leader, and keynote speaker. He's the author of many books, including Life's Big Questions, The Little Book of Big Questions, Communication Miracles for Couples, Finding Happiness Now, and The Technology of Joy, the 101 best apps, gadgets, tools, and supplements for feeling more delight in your life. Join us for the next hour as we explore powerful ways to awaken ever more joy in our life with our guest, Jonathan Robinson. I'm Justine willis Toms. I'll be your host. Welcome to New Dimensions. Jonathan, welcome.
2: Thank you. Look forward to this.
1: I look forward to it, too, sitting down and talking about all these ways to joy. Now, in our culture here in the U.S., and maybe there are other places in the world, uh, there are those who would say that there's no shortcut to joy and happiness, that Mm -hmm. that we've got to earn it. Uh, In fact, there's this old quote, uh, you know, like... uh, life is hard and then you die, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so so say something about, is there a shortcut, is that what you're talking about here, or what are, you, what are you trying to convey to us?
2: Well, traditionally, for the last several thousand years, people have tried to find happiness largely through the method I would call outer control, meaning if I controlled all the people and situations in my life to be the way I want, then I'll feel good. Well, that's a very difficult thing to do, and if you're feeling good depends on everything being the way you want, you'll feel good very rarely. So then we got people like Jesus and Buddha and other spiritual leaders that said, no, uh, the kingdom of heaven is within. But most people haven't known really good keys to that kingdom. They haven't known how to find deep peace, deep joy, deep love, separate from what's going on in their life, easily, you know. There are methods like meditation, which is a technology, but there's new technologies that can actually get us to a place of peace, love, gratitude very efficiently that I think of as a shortcut, meaning it doesn't require lots of time, money, getting everything the way you want. You can actually find that kingdom of heaven within through different technologies. And this is a new concept. And, you know, years ago, there wasn't much good stuff out there, but this is all growing exponentially, so I think the whole way we find happiness and spirituality is going through a radical change and will be totally upended in the next few years, and there's already really good stuff out there.
1: And I know that you've, you, your book, you say the the 101 best apps, so forth, gadgets, tools, supplements, I mean, you've really gone in and researched them, you say, here's Here's what I found, here's what others maybe have found, here's the cost, here's the downside. So you you really are it's it's kind of a a what a better better business bureau, so to speak. About. Yeah, it's a
2: review manual of what's really good and what's kinda crappy.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so what is the criteria that you're using for something to say something is is good or should be avoided?
2: Uh-huh. Well, of course, it depends on what you want. If you want better relationships, then find the things that really help that. If you want just physical pleasure, find the things that help with that. If you want more meaning in your life, there are things in the the book that deal with that. But for me, because I'm a lazy slob, I don't (laughs) like to do anything that takes a lot of time. So for me, I like the methods that can be done. Usually, they take less than three minutes of effort and that they are very noticeable. You know, I'm not that subtle of a guy. Uh, you know, uh, certain things, yeah, I might have felt something. No, I want something that knocks my socks right off my feet and leads to tears of gratitude and love or euphoria or ecstasy. Um, now, those things didn't exist five years ago, but now they do exist, but most people don't know about them because they don't have a big advertising budget. So there's things that can literally... Cure depression very quickly, but most people don't know about them. Or there's things that can give you the intense pleasure of an orgasm for three dollars, but most people don't know about them.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 all right. I can hear everybody sort of perk up on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, it, but when when you say three minutes or less, this doesn't necessarily preclude our um, putting in time to let's say meditate I yeah. mean, like meditation every day let's say for 20 minutes or whatever however long or to do that spiritual practice that puts us in touch with other realms and is that you're not saying to to quit all of that are you Well
2: you know I've I've spent a bunch of time in monasteries and I've meditated every day for the last 40 years so I'm a big believer in meditation. But if I had to do it all over again, like my wife is not a meditator and she finds meditation hard. After you've done something for 40 years, you get good at But she finds it hard, so she has always avoided meditation. But I have a chair. We have a chair at our house that induces a state of meditation. And all you have to do is sit in it, and it's very profound. And she gets to a feeling of deep peace just by sitting in the chair. So if I had to do it over again rather than putting 40 years I would put 40 minutes in the chair and and have a very similar experience or there's things that can train your brain waves to reach the state of brainwave synchronization of a zen monk that takes about a week to learn that
1: All right let, let's let's go into a little more detail Let's say the chair. I yeah. mean, I, I when I read about the chair, I think you call it the peace chair. Yeah, give uh, peace
2: a chair. Give
1: give peace a chair, right. And uh, now that is one of the more expensive items yeah. that definitely is out of the reach of most of us. But but there are places I, I think that you can uh find that you can rent, you know, time in that chair. So mm-hmm. so you can experience that that. But but I wanna ask a question. If you do let's say 40 minutes in the chair will that carry over Jonathan let's say you're going through your day and there's some outside influence on you that is very negative somebody yeah. somebody crashes into rear ends your car you right. know you have no control over that and suddenly you find yourself in an accident did would that time in the chair carry over Will it carry over to be Mm -hmm. to tap into that place that that what that feeling of calmness or whatever that is? Will it help?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question, and you always have to be a little skeptical of these technologies because you don't know until you try. Now, my wife has found that the chair and some other things, which we'll talk about soon, have what I call the training wheels effect they help train you to get to certain states of consciousness more quickly. And that's I think, is a really good thing. So rather than taking 40 years to learn how to quiet your thoughts, learn to do it in three or four days, or learn to do it in the chair, and you learn how to get to that place on your own. Whereas some technologies are more like drugs. A drug can get you to a good place, but they don't necessarily train you to get to that place. So... I make a distinction between technologies that train you, and your, they're your friend, and things that are more addictive. And as these technologies get better and better, I mean, take video games. Video games are very addictive, but they are now, there are now some video games and virtual reality games that actually train you to get over fears or train you to get over depression, And they seem to be very effective at doing that.
1: So they're using some of those in uh, PTSD, right? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, and they can cure PTSD through these virtual reality programs, and they find that it does generalize into their life.
1: So let's say if we were using the chair, some other technique like that, uh, then if we got rear-ended, then what we would want to do is to refer back to that state yeah. that we've already, that we've experienced on a regular basis because we've tapped into our meditative practice, whatever it is. And then, then we refer back to it because we know that we, by practicing that state, yeah. we know it. We, we start to identify with it and, and, yeah. and call well, it up. Let me give an okay, even a more good.
2: simple one that everybody listening can immediately use. You're probably familiar with the Institute of Heart Math. They have some methods to help you get back into your heart. And they have a way to train you to know when you're going in the heart direction or when you're going into a stressful direction. So that's a training wheel. But there's an app. I, I recommend a certain amount of apps in the book because they generally cost two bucks. Okay. So one's called Slideshow. You put all your favorite pictures of all your favorite people, pets, And places you've ever seen. And it shows a slideshow of that with your favorite song.
1: (laughs) Oh, so double double whammy. Double whammy. Visual and and audio.
2: So you get stressed out, and you see the slideshow of your favorite people, and you think about how much you love them, how grateful you are with your favorite song. And in a minute, you can go from stressed out to blissed out, pretty easily. Now, you haven't trained to that state. It, you're still using a device, but that device is always with you. So it's really helping you anytime you get stressed. I do it five times a day. It takes five minutes. You know, if I'm a little stressed. I want to feel love in my heart. I look at a minute of my, my slideshow, and it works great. So there's a lot of things out there that um, the book is useful because there's so much, and 90% of it is crap. But some of these things can, you know, if you have something that can take you from really stressed out to feeling a state of love and bliss in 60 seconds, that's a game changer.
1: You bet. You bet. Absolutely. You mentioned something about training your brain waves. Mm -hmm. So uh, what is that and how do we do that?
2: Well, in the heart math system, they have uh, an ear clip thing that goes on your ear and it shows you your what's called heart coherence level. Uh, They measure something called heart rate variability. I won't go into the science of it. But what it shows is how much you are really feeling love in your heart. And you get instant feedback as to whether you're moving that way or moving away from it. Well, when you get instant feedback, you learn how to do this on your own. Yes. So a couple hours with this gizmo that costs $100, uh, you learn what you do that allows you to feel that love. And... Really, that's what meditation is, but it's a much slower process. You learn how to quiet your mind. It may take 10 years. Yes. But with some of these gizmos, you can learn how to do that in anywhere from 10 minutes to 10 weeks. That's still a big improvement.
1: I'm here with Jonathan Robinson, and he's the author of The Technology of Joy, the 101 Best Apps, Gadgets, Tools, and Supplements for Feeling More Delight in Your Life. I'm here with Jonathan Robinson. He's the author of The Technology of Joy, the 101 Best Apps, Gadgets, Tools, and Supplements for Feeling More Delight in Your Life. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his website, findinghappiness.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. So, Jonathan, uh, we've talked about Heart math and heart, you know, feeling heart coherence, and there's this gadget that can help us train to know that and some other uh, ways of, like, the slideshow that Mm -hmm. you talked about. Um, Let's talk about some of the the psychological things that we can do that that don't incur any gadgets, so to speak. And Mm -hmm. I know that one that you mentioned, that kindness is a, a proven Boost to uh, your happiness level. Um, and I think uh, that, that there's uh, some research by Marty Seligman, Three Good Things You Can Do. Can you describe that to us?
2: Sure, I'll practice it with you. Oh, goody. You know, they, they're studying what really makes people happy and how to increase people's happiness level. So in the book, I talk about this method that's been shown in the shortest period of time to increase happiness the most. I'll tell you how effective it is. If you won the lottery, your happiness level would increase by 25%. But it would go down 1% per week until 25 weeks later you're no happier. So, but you know, that would be a big boost for a little bit and then you'd go back to normal. Well, this method called three good things actually increases your happiness level very, very slowly, 1% a week. For twenty-five weeks, it's more cumulative. So by the end of twenty-five weeks, you are as happy as if you had just won the lottery. So here's the method. I'll do it with you. Okay. It consists of two questions. First question is, what is something good that's happened to you in the last day, or something that you've appreciated?
1: Okay. Um, I met a new person from Oklahoma, okay. and I, you know, I I didn't know this guy from Adam. I I didn't know him. But as I sat down and talked to him, I was amazed at his story. I was so glad that I sat with him and talked with him uh, and heard his fantastic story and all my judgments about who he might have been, just where he raised. And I had such deep appreciation for him.
2: Good. Okay. So that's the first question. What happened to you? And the second question is really the key question. And that is, what traits or character traits or abilities in you allowed you to enjoy or appreciate this?
1: Oh, what traits? What traits in me or yeah, in, in, in you? In, in me, um, my curiosity—that mm-hmm. I, ha- I allowed myself to be curious over my judgments. Mm -hmm. So that was the trait that I I was glad that I had.
2: Yeah, and knowing you, I know that you're very curious, you're very personable, you're very open, and although we all have judgments, you're very easy to let those go. So you are a walking, curious, learning machine, you know, (laughs) and so you create your own happiness through those traits, so in the three good things, you think of three of those things each day. I actually am lazy, so I do it just once a day, one good thing. <laughs> it takes a minute. But every day I realize that I created some happiness moment through some ability I have. And you do that every day. You start to feel like I'm a walking, you know, I have certain gifts to give to the world, and that feels really good. And that increases your self-esteem and increases your ability to bring yourself happiness and also other people' happiness, and it starts to feel change your identity.
1: And the key there is is not just uh, what made you happy to stop there, but what did you do? What did you you yourself actually bring to the to the table, so to speak, that made that happen? Is is that right? Yeah, that's not right? A,
2: that's the key because you know, we tend to blame the world for our happiness. Oh, I I made some money or this good thing happened. But really, uh, when you know that you have certain traits, whether you're kind or loving or curious or personable, and that that attracts good things to you, you start to feel empowered in a new way. Mm -hmm. And that ability is a is a technology of joy in a certain way because it brings more joy into your life when you acknowledge and you appreciate those traits that you have.
1: You mentioned earlier something about uh, video games, I believe. Mm -hmm. And and let's talk about video games and and they can be very addictive. So you review some video games that you think are life enhancing. And can you talk about some of those?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, First of all, what we've done with technology mostly so far is we've created uh, WMDs, which are an <laughs> are, uh, um, uh, acronym for Widgets of Mass Distraction.
1: Oh, great. Widgets of Mass Distraction. Oh, lovely. I love it. I'll you know, incorporate that.
2: So what we need to do is create technology that actually opens our heart, that makes us feel peaceful, And connects us more deeply with each other. And these things are now existing, and I write about them and review them in the book. And some video games actually can do that, where by doing the video game, you only win if you reach a level of deep peace. (laughs) Or you only win if it opens your heart. And you feel feelings of love, or if it changes your brain waves to uh, theta, which allows you to be open to deeper intuition. So, as we create virtual reality and video games geared towards that, that's going to hook a whole new group of people to to use them to to get to states of consciousness that we are really wanting.
1: That's great. That's great. So, um, uh, rather than the 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 smash them, crash them sort of videos. So uh, let's let's talk about some of the supplements. Okay. We've done quite a bit of research on supplements. So what do you recommend? What 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 are your top five supplements mm-hmm. if you if you would?
2: Well, years ago I, I researched this and I found that the supplements really weren't very good. They call smart drugs or nootropics, and I was very disappointed. So, a year ago, when I went into this again, I wanted to see if it improved, and I was just flabbergasted. There, first of all, there's a lot more. There's a lot of money in, to, in it now, and there are some things that are... Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Limitless, where the guy takes a pill, and he suddenly becomes <laughs> a hugely amount smarter and feels fantastic, well, some of these supplements are approaching that. Whoa. <laughs> That's the good news. The bad news is that different people react differently to different things. Like I can't drink coffee, coffee just makes me nervous. But coffee works for a lot of people. So what you have to do is try three or four of them. I I mentioned a dozen of them in the book because different people need different things. And if you try three or four of them, you'll almost certainly find something that really rocks your world, okay? Now, that being said, I get to talk to a lot of people, I, tr- I give them a lot of stuff, so I get to see what works for most people. And there's one that works better than most, it's also a little bit more expensive. For the people who tried it, they say, I can't believe that this is legal and good for you. I mean, that's their 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 view. Uh, you can go to Neurohacker, which is, uh, I, ha- I don't have a financial uh, deal with these people yet, uh, maybe I should, but... If you go to NeuroHacker, N E U R O hacker.com slash deal, you can get a special deal with them. And um you take a few pills, and the best way to describe it is it's you at your like absolute best, plus you feel really, really joyful. <laughs> so the amount of you have you focused, you're uh, clear-headed and joyful, and you go. I can't believe that this is coming from a pill, but you know it gives you your brain everything it wants. It's it's uh, specially scientifically formulated, and it, it is a little bit more expensive than the other stuff. It's like three or four dollars a day, but you know it's worth now, it. Now,
1: tell me, with this, uh, do you do you have a an effect that over uh, taking it over a period of time, it has
2: less effect on you? That's a really good question because you know with coffee or all these other things, you you build up a tolerance. With neurohacker, because it's more of a um, healthy, holistic thing, it actually seems to have more effect over time, oh. which is very interesting. <laughs> this because it sounds you,
1: like a miracle pill. Well, kill.
2: it only really works for about seventy percent of people.
1: Okay, some people it won't affect them, or maybe have a negative effect.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, but in the book, I recommend the ones that most people find good, depending yeah. on your budget. Some of them cost twenty cents a day, and people really like them. So you you have to explore three or four of them to find the one that works best for you. But you know, when you find something like this, it really changes your life. It's not it's not like oh yeah you know I I'm taking a vitamin now. No, it's it's a powerful effect. Right. And you then have a friend for life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, so that second one that was 20 cents, what was that one? That
2: one is a, a new uh, thing called solbutiamine. It's a B1 vitamin formulated to cross the blood brain barrier. And a lot of people just find because it crosses the blood brain barrier, it kind of wakes up your brain. And people like that one. So, uh, people,
1: if they want to know more about any of these, you you really describe quite quite a few of them yeah. in the book. Yeah, and, and where to get and, them yeah. and how
2: much they are sometimes. But
1: just one just one more that because uh-huh. you mentioned it earlier, uh, one that uh, it it would you would feel like you got an orgasm. Which one was that? Well, that
2: that's a pleasure device, you know, and and people even know about this one. You know those head tingler things you put on your head. Well, what people don't know is if you put two of them on your head and one on each knee, imagine this, because you need two people to do this, 20% of people that had all four tinglers on them, 20% of women had spontaneous orgasms.
1: (laughs) And these are like two bucks,
2: I show in the uh, book I, where you can get them for a dollar.
1: Yeah, a dollar. A yeah. dollar. I actually bought two of them. Uh, uh-huh. And so. Get, the, get yeah, two
2: friends. And two on there. the head slowly. Okay. One on each knee. Your body just is not used to that much pleasure from so many different <laughs> places. And sometimes people just like scream in pleasure. They can't believe oh, it. Oh
1: my God. It's just, it's really quite phenomenal. And, and if you don't have another person, if you just do it yourself, it's very different. It's not like not massaging your skin. Galp it, it, It's just different.
2: Yeah, well, trying to do it to yourself is like tickling yourself, and it's God's way of making sure that we don't sit around just hitting a tingler <laughs> on our head 24-7. So exactly.
1: best to get a
2: friend to help you with that exactly,
1: one. Exactly, exactly. Now, I I know that um, you have also talked about different things, like tapping is one, mm-hmm. and I think your wife uh uses that one mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. Uh, so we might talk a little bit about that and what that is. And then I want to also talk about the gratitude visit, but we'll do that in just one moment. I want to remind our listeners that I'm here with Jonathan Robinson, and he's the author. He's a psychotherapist and an explorer and researcher, and uh, he's his newest book is The Technology of Joy, the 101 best apps, gadgets, tools, and supplements for feeling more delight in your life. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his website, findinghappiness.com, or you can get there with the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine willis Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions. I'm here with Jonathan Robinson. He's the author of *The Technology of Joy*. And Jonathan, we—I I mentioned something in the last segment that there there's something that you have experienced and that you recommend, and that's the gratitude visit. And if you can tell the story of mm-hmm. of Mr. Downing, the okay. the teacher that you worked with years ago.
2: Well, I, as a teenager, I was very depressed. I was even suicidal. And I was thinking, like, all the different ways to kill myself. And this uh, uh, very kind gentleman named Mr. Downing, uh, he was my English teacher, and he asked me one day if we would have lunch together. And I was actually thinking of killing myself later that day or the next day. So this was a, a major thing. And he saw that I was depressed, and he... he showered me with praise and how smart I was and that I could really become a writer, which I'd never thought of. And um, so I decided to put off suicide. And uh, he would give me books, and he basically became a mentor. And then, you know, I went off into the next grade and kind of left him. But um, after I'd become a successful writer and was on Oprah and all those shows, uh, I tracked him down to thank him. And I managed to call him and said, you know, I'm a student from 1973. And he said, oh, yeah, sure, we can, you know, meet. And I wrote him this letter about how he had changed my life. And I met him, and uh, I read this letter, which was very heartfelt. And, uh, you know, I was, I was crying, and he was crying. And, and, you know, by then I had sold a lot of books, and, and he said, that's you know, like a, a teacher's dream. That's, that's the best thing that's happened to me in the last decade. Ends up at the time he had cancer too, so he didn't have long to live. But that's a gratitude visit. And they've done studies, and they show when we express gratitude very powerfully, not only does it make somebody else's life better, but it makes our life better for a surprisingly long time. In fact, they found that a gratitude visit actually increases your happiness level more and for longer periods of time than if you won over a million dollars in the lottery.
1: Whoa, that's a heavy statistic.
2: It is. It's very interesting. And so there's all these, I call them technologies. Some of them are just psychological tools. Some of them are things like neurostimulators. Some of them are cognitive enhancers. Some of them are pleasure devices. But, you know, most people... Their way of feeling good is they watch a movie and you know drink a glass of wine or whatever. And we have to invest in our joy because uh, there's better and better ways. You know, nobody has a, a, a computer from 1985. You know. Yes. Uh, you could. But nobody has one. No,
1: we we, we pass those on to landfill right yes, now, yes. yeah.
2: So you have to see the future and to know that things are getting better and better. And actually, when it comes to computers, I have an interesting story. Um, in 1972, I was in a computer class, which was, uh, had a guy named Steve in it. He was uh, in the class with me. He was older than me. And... The computer at that time was like this refrigerator-sized thing that played tic-tac-toe. That's about all it could do. <laughs> yeah. But this guy, Steve, we called him Steve Jerk because he was kind of a jerk. He was very aggressive. He was always hogging the computer. Well, Steve Jerk ended up being a guy named Steve Jobs.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: We went to the same high school together. Now, we didn't know he was going to be Steve Jobs. He was just Steve Jerk to us.
1: Yes, right. And
2: one day, as he pushed me off the the chair to get to the computer that played Tic-Tac-Toe, I said, what's your problem? Why are you so focused on this machine? You're, like, obsessed with it. And Steve Jobs said to me, don't you see it? I said, see what? He said, this machine is going to change the world. It's going to change everything. And... I didn't see that this 500-pound machine that played tic-tac-toe was going to change everything. I just didn't see it. Well, I see that these gadgets, these tools, these supplements are going to change how we focus on happiness and spirituality. They are going to change everything. Because they are going to give us access to all these different states of consciousness much more easily. I mean, think of it now people go to Disneyland, they spend a thousand bucks, they wait in line for hours and hours. It's hot, it's, you know, uh, they're sitting in line for a two minute pleasure.
1: Right, a a little bit of a thrill.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, what if you could get that thrill just by uh, moving your thumb a quarter inch and the thrill lasts for an hour and it feels even better? It wouldn't be. And
1: you didn't have to stand in line. And you didn't for have it. to stand
2: in line. Now, I'm not saying that there won't be downsides. There's yes. downsides to everything. One of the reasons I wrote the book was to get people to get clear on what really is good for you versus what's addictive or what's meaningless. Because I think what people really want is depth of love, peace, and gratitude. Yes. And their ways of doing it usually are very inefficient and cost a lot of money and don't work that well.
1: And a huge investment of time.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: And people feel that they have less and less of that.
2: Exactly. So, but luckily, we are moving so that technology isn't these just widgets of mass distraction. It is helping us to achieve these states of consciousness that were no, which were only available to a few who were doing long time spiritual practices.
1: Okay, now, if you're saying that uh, what we're really going for is love and meaning and connection and that sort of thing, let's talk about virtual reality because this is coming right down the pike for most everybody. It's going to be available more and more and more. Yeah. So uh, they call it VR, so virtual reality, the upside and downside of virtual reality. And what what is it, and what are the gizmos?
2: Well, you know, the way we use most things at first is we use it in the most crudest form possible. So we will first use it for porn. <laughs> right, okay?
1: exactly.
2: Or you see augmented reality. You know, two months ago, uh, Pokemon Go was used by 100 people. Now it's 700 million people. So first we use it for entertainment. But then over time, we think, well, okay, we've done every shoot-'em-up possible. <laughs> what else can we do? And then certain segments of the population say, well, can we use it to find peace? Can we use it for um, being a better human being? And eventually, these technologies are so powerful that you can. Uh, And so eventually, we'll use it for therapy, curing things like depression, PTSD, etc. But hopefully, over time, we'll use it that virtual reality will be connected to a brainwave monitor. So you and... The person on the other side of the planet can talk to each other. It's like you're right there with each other and you can synchronize your brain waves. Now, that's called the state of love when people have that. But the technology will actually help you to get there rather than the technology of words, which tries to help you get there. But anybody in a relationship knows that sometimes when you use the words, it doesn't help you to get there.
1: That's right. That's right. Okay. So, so so this is where it's going back to that computer that you talked about in 1972. It's going beyond the tic-tac-toe.
2: Yeah, and it gets better really quickly. Yeah. And what's already—the future is already here. There's a, a, a quote by a guy named William Gibson. The future is already here. It's just not evenly distributed. Mm-hmm. So my mornings, when I wake up, I'm a non-morning person, you know, I— horrible in the morning. So I've used some of these gadgets. I take uh, uh, one of these cognitive enhancing pills. I put on a, a neurostimulator called the Think uh, for 10 minutes, and then I use the head tingler. And between them, I feel ecstatic in the morning.
1: Okay. All right, wait, let's go back. Right, well, you talked about the tingler. Yeah. You talked about the pill, the yeah. Neuro Hacker. Think. And it's spelled, we have to spell it for yeah, our listeners it's because... T,
2: it's T-H-Y-N-C.
1: Okay, a kind of a fun little way of yeah, spelling yeah.
2: it. So it's a little thing you put on your forehead, and it gives you a little slight zap of electricity in a specific part of your brain. It's FDA approved, costs a couple hundred bucks, and it gives you an endorphins level runner's high without the inconvenience of having to leave your couch. <laughs> <laughs> and you can walk around with it, you know, you okay. look a little funny, but yeah. those types of things. But you can walk
1: around your house or whatever. You, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. So, those three things is what, we, instead of a, a cup of uh, espresso in the morning, that's what you use exactly. to get you going. Exactly.
2: And I, I'm, I get like twice as much done as I did before I was using these things, and I feel better. Yeah. I'm more inoculated from stress because happiness is the best stress inoculator.
1: There you go. Now, I know that you mentioned something earlier about like most of us um, will will go to a movie, let's say. Now, going to a movie is kind of passive. That that would be passive. We're sitting back and it's yeah. happening to us. So, you you mentioned, and i like you to expand on it, that we need to invest ourselves into some of these things, and that's what makes a difference.
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, it will be more specific to you. Mm. So, as you try out things, you see which one uh, fits into what you're wanting and what works for your brain or what works for your body. and that that's the first step. But um, over time, we don't you know you only get a certain amount of pleasure by just passively being entertained. What if you could learn to get to these higher states of consciousness through interacting with the technology? that's where you feel like you're really learning something, you're getting something new. And I think that's what the next step will be. You know, the internet is different than TV in that you can interact with it, you can tell it where to go. TV, you know, it used to be you got three channels, I'll watch it, and you felt like a couch potato. But the new ways technology is going, it will be very you and it, and it'll be that you're interacting until you find the thing that fits you best.
1: I want you to say uh, something about the downside of virtual reality, the Mm -hmm. downside of that, uh, because I think that there is a downside.
2: Well, everything can be used just as entertainment, and everything can be used as escape from your life. And those technologies, I don't think, are our friends. You know, the average person watches four and a half hours of TV a day. It's not like they're becoming better human beings during that time. But as technology gets better, and for the people who are interested in personal transformation, they'll use it to get better skills. They'll use it to train their brainwaves. They'll use it to enter into higher states of consciousness at will. And that's really where I think humanity can evolve at a much quicker rate.
1: I'm kind of getting at the idea we could get addicted to that virtual space and then neglect that Person to person space, although you say that there, there may be ways that we'll actually enhance that so we're actually sinking our brain waves, mm-hmm. but still, there. I,
2: well, in, in the book, I, I mentioned seven questions to ask okay, yourself. This is good. Is this technology a friend? For example, one question is Does this help me to con- connect more deeply with myself and others, or does this help me to feel more separate? Or another question is, is uh, this leading me to learn how to get to a place of peace, or is it making me dependent on the gadget? So as you go through these questions, you start to see, yeah, that, that seems to be more like a dependence and avoidance and an addictive thing, whereas this other thing seems to be like I'm learning really useful stuff.
1: I want to go through more of those questions in just one moment, and I want to remind our listeners that I'm here with Jonathan Robinson. He's the author of The Technology of Joy, the 101 Best Apps, Gadgets, Tools, and Supplements for Feeling More Delight in Your Life. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions. I'm here with Jonathan Robinson. He's the author of The Technology of Joy, The 101 Best Apps, Gadgets, Tools, and Supplements for Feeling More Delight in Your Life. And we're talking about uh, the criteria by which we can know which apps or which gadgets or which uh, supplement or which method Our, is our friend, which one is befriending us and tending us, or which one is actually having us get into more avoidance and is mm-hmm. not so good for us? So yeah. you, you just mention again the, the first two that you mentioned before.
2: Well, one question was, is this making me dependent on a gadget or is it teaching me how to get there on my own? Okay. And also a um, question, is this helping me feel closer to people? Or is it uh, leading to more separation? You know, TV does not help you to feel closer to people generally. You know, so uh, you have to ask this of any technology that you're using. Um, A question I ask myself is, uh, is this technology adding depth and joy to my life? Or is it just helping me feel more or moving me towards more superficiality? Because, you know, if you have too many things, we look at our smartphone 150 times a day. It's making us more superficial in some way, more distracted. So, I know that
1: you gave an example of a, some trip that you took to, uh, you were on a subway in Vancouver. Right. And you looked around the subway, and everybody, rather than interacting in any way, they were all looking at their gadget, at their, their phones.
2: Yeah, that's a very superficial way of being, whereas if you really connect with somebody at a deep level, that feels much better and deeper. So we have to make sure that our technology isn't WMDs, which it's a mass distraction, that there are things that help us find more joy and depth.
1: It's more nurturing. It gives us a nutrient. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's a psychological nutrient when we connect with others. There's something that happens when we feel seen and We are seeing another and we're connecting on that heart level that you were talking about and our brainwaves are sinking. Man, that is such a high.
2: Yeah, I agree. And and it's so important. You know, I'm a very mental, intellectual person. So I look for technologies that help me to get more into my heart and more connected with people because I see that I need that. I don't need something that, you know, helped me get in my head. I I live most of my life there. (laughs) So... Uh, I'm specifically focused on those technologies. And I ask myself, what technologies help me to feel more love, help me to feel more connected? Luckily, there are things out there that do that.
1: And I think we need that much more so on the planet. Is there more of us and more diversity? That we need more of that.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Are there any other questions that we might ask ourselves? Uh,
2: I like this question. Does this technology make me more conscious and aware or just more distracted. Okay. Yeah. Because a lot of them can just be another distraction. Yeah. And if you're learning, I'm focused uh, to some extent on spirituality. I want to be more aware. So I actually have technologies that, for example, uh, something you wear on your belt, little thing that tells you when your breathing indicates that you're stressed out. Oh. So it helps me to be more aware. It vibrates, so you know about ten times a day it vibrates. I go, yeah, I guess I was getting stressed out about that.
1: (laughs) That's great, and that reminds me of another one that I thought was really great. It's, and I think others can relate to it. It's, it's some sort of app that reminds us not to be slouching at our desk or our computer because many of us are doing a lot of work from our desk or computer. And I thought yeah. that was a great one. Talk yeah, well, about that, that one
2: actually is is not just an app. It's a it's a pin about the size of a nickel that you wear on your shoulder, and it vibrates when it senses you're slouching. <laughs> And I, in my case, it vibrates quite a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but then it reminds you, oh, sit up, and when you sit up at your desk, you feel better,
1: and you're breathing better, mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Uh, that that that's great. That's great. <coughs> One of the things that we haven't talked about, and that I that popped out for me in the book, is something. Uh, it's a quick release of our negative thoughts when we catch ourselves in in some sort of negative thought pattern, uh, what do you suggest that we do?
2: Well, my favorite method is something uh, I use a lot called the Sedona method, which is a way of releasing negative emotions. I think the most important skill a human being can learn is how to release negative emotions quickly. And um, I actually, if people want to know my specific hit on it, they can write to me and I'll send them a, a sheet that describes it. But the most simple way to describe it is just to become aware, feel what you're feeling, and then say, could I let go of resisting this and uh, just for 20 seconds? Could I just let this be as it is right now for 20 seconds? And that letting go of resistance can help to move that negative emotion through you. And the Sedona Method has various methods that allow negative emotions to go through you, kind of like Young children, they can go from totally having a tantrum to fine in a minute. Yes. Most adults, that takes about, you know, a week.
1: And they release it right away. They're they are not do. They're not sitting there pouting about they do. it. You, I mean, really young children yeah. don't do that.
2: So if people write me at Finding Happiness, I'll give a sheet that I find is is the best method I've ever come across for helping to release any negative emotion in two minutes or less. Oh, that and sounds great. And replace it even with a positive emotion.
1: That's so great.
2: I teach that in my workshops, and it's a, it's a great little method.
1: That's fa- fabulous. Uh, and uh, you mentioned in your, your book a uh, travel that you did to India, mm-hmm. where you were looking up a famous person that had the most exclusive mantra that's going to yeah. change your life. And <laughs>
2: well, that's so, a funny story. You know, I, I realized that gratitude was something that we we're always chasing. You know, let's try and get everything in our life to be the way that we want. So we can then feel grateful, but that's a pretty inefficient way to feel grateful. So a friend of mine came back from India and said that he had learned this magical mantra that helped him feel overwhelming gratitude. So I wanted to know what this mantra was. He wouldn't tell me. So I travel all the way to India. Have you been to India?
1: I yes, I have. Yeah, yes, I mean it, it's twenty thousand
2: miles away, it, it, it's and it's hot and it's trip. polluted and the whole thing. But I finally get there. I get to the ashram. I'm jet lagged. I'm worn out. I have to wait in line five hours to talk to this guy, but I really want this magical mantra. So finally, I get a chance to talk to him. And um, I say, I'm from America, and I hear you have this great mantra for helping people feel feel gratitude. And he says, Ah, yes, my my mantra is the most powerful mantra on earth. And he leans in to whisper into my, my ear, I'm very excited, travel all this way. And he says, Whenever possible, repeat the following words. The mantra I give you are the words, thank you. I look at him like, you're kidding me. And he, does, he doesn't look like he's kidding. I say, that's it? I traveled 20,000 miles to get that? You know, thank you? That's it? And he says to me, no, 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 no. That's it is the mantra you have been using. <laughs> And that makes you feel like you never have enough. My mantra is thank you, not that's it. That's it will take you nowhere. <laughs> so I'm completely pissed off, and I go, well, I'm thank you. And he says, no, thank you is not the mantra. <laughs> you must say it from your heart many times a day. So when you eat good food, say thank you from your heart. When you see a child, your child or a sunset or your pet, say thank you from your heart many times a day well i was still off but you know i said thank you and i figured i traveled all that way so i do what he said and i started saying thank you so i go into the taxi and it has air conditioning i go thank you for air conditioning it's 120 (laughs) degrees there you know and then open up my uh, hotel thank you for the hotel room thank you for this clean water thank you for my computer thank you for skype so i can talk to my wife Within half an hour, I had tears of gratitude going down my face, and it really worked. I mean, it's a little technology. Take the word thank you and say it from your heart to the universe or God or whatever. And with repetition, it actually got me to feel deep gratitude. So, you know, it was worth the trip.
1: Oh, that's great. And you, you continue to use it to this day. Yes, I do. Yes, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, there. I know that there are so so many other things that we could talk about. We could talk about you know, dancing. Uh, the mm-hmm. the five rhythms dancing mm-hmm. is one. These are like the the body things. We uh, aromatherapy you cover in the book and and other things. And we didn't get to tapping. Maybe just I mentioned it earlier. So if you can just say something about tapping, mm-hmm. T A P P I N G, yeah. tapping.
2: It's also called EFT. Emotional freedom technique. Well, you know, the most important thing is to know that there's a lot of new techniques and gadgets and supplements that can work really well. Now, tapping works really well for about half the people. But if you're on the half that works for, it will change your life. And so that's why in the book, I tried to recommend a hundred different things that a lot of people have said, this is the key. And you try a bunch of those out, tapping doesn't work that well for me, works wonderfully for my wife. So she does it, I don't. So I, she's,
1: she's, you're tapping you're different, tapping different places.
2: places on your head and, 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 and thinking
1: something positive as you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, Basically, we don't have time to go into a whole lot of detail, but you can find out more about that in the book. Mm -hmm. So I just want to. There's so much more we could (laughs) talk about. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for being with us today on New Dimensions.
2: My pleasure, Justine.
1: It was my pleasure being with you, and I want to remind our listeners that I have been in talking with. Jonathan Robinson. He's a psychotherapist, researcher, and, and teacher, and he his most recent book is The Technology of Joy, the 101 Best Apps, Gadgets, Tools, and Supplements for Feeling More Delight in Your Life. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his website, findinghappiness.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You've been listening to New Dimensions. This is program number 3588.
0: New Dimensions is produced by New Dimensions Radio in Santa Rosa, California, USA. Please visit us at newdimensions.org, where you can subscribe to our free weekly podcasts and find over a thousand hours of audio dialogues in our searchable archive. That's newdimensions.org. Our executive producer is Justine Willis-Toms. Our post-production editor is Lou Judson. This program was recorded at Strawberry Hill Productions, a full-service podcast production studio in Novato, California. Since 1973, New Dimensions has been producing weekly conversations at the leading edge of culture, the arts, science, health, psychology, spirituality, and a host of other fields. We sincerely thank all of you who have supported us by being members of Friends of New Dimensions as well as members of our affiliate stations. My name is Dan Drayson. On behalf of everyone at New Dimensions, I'm wishing you well. New Dimensions Radio is an independent producer supported by listener contributions. To find out more about the program you've just heard, to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter and our New Dimensions and New Dimensions Cafe podcasts, And to access thousands of other programs in the New Dimensions archive, please visit our website, newdimensions.org. That's newdimensions.org. Or call us at 707-468-5215. That's 707-468-5215. Please join us next time as we explore New Dimensions.